just want to understand who you be and where you come from. See. <laughs> Me and the gay homie walking down the street. Hey. You are the gay and I am the me. <laughs> Wait, no. He is the, the gay me. and I am the me. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Just the mosing down the block. New profession. I like vagina and he likes cock. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's a banger. Dude, <laughs> dude, that's that shit, man. We here. Mm-hmm. Next week. <laughs> All right. I mean, I know y'all see this extra face and... Let me just go ahead and like say who she is. Hi, Miranda. Hi, world. We're really happy for you to join <laughs> us, Miranda. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, what are we talking about today, Joe? All right. First of all, we're gonna talk about this picture right here. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Diotis forgot his um, Oprah picture, so I replaced it with a picture that meant a lot to me. That has been in my life for many years. Yeah. This is a picture Sorry, with Oprah. me and one of my favorite football players, Brian Cox. He played for the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears. And I was just really happy this day to meet him. It was many years ago. I'm not going to tell you which year. I don't need you to be aging me and shit. (laughs) Joe getting up there. But it was many moons ago. It was the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Do your research. Find out what year this was. Headline news. They broke up, y'all. Cardi B and Offset, man. Oh my god. Yeah, that's all of us. We can bond. We, we oh, love yeah, Cardi B. Oh, yeah, hey, we love Cardi B. <sighs> hey, you I don't know oh, what man. happened, man, because I know Offset didn't cheat. He did though. No, black men don't cheat. Black men <laughs> What does that mean? Black men don't cheat. Don't it's know. they're incapable of cheating. I've heard that oh, okay. a lot in the last month, but there's not really any evidence backing that up. Where's the evidence to prove the black men cheat? Um the little girl that was crying today. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, all right, so y'all, so honest people are Obama and Papoose. So the girl that the girl that said Offset, so Cardi B actually was saying, "Where's my phone?" She, it was when she broke down the them breaking up. She said they tried, you know, they have a have a child together. It just wasn't working. You know, it didn't. There was didn't sound like there's bad blood or anything. I don't. I haven't heard anything since. Like I don't know if anything else popped off, but recently. Uh, Summer Bunny. <laughs> Summer Bunny. Summer Bunny was crying uh, on a video. She was apologizing to uh, to Cardi for that's because Cardi's crazy, and she hey, knows okay. that. Knock her head up. She right. that <laughs> that's why she all this <laughs> yeah, calm before the storm. That... <laughs> oh, it's okay. But she said that so she did. <laughs> I, I thought I read that she didn't <laughs> cheat with him before they got married. She a lie. She a lie. I mean, no, no, she didn't cheat with him after they got married. Which is what point? I don't. We don't even know <laughs> when they got married. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that Cardi is being more understanding because of culture? Her oh baby. yeah, yeah. I think the she's baby? definitely matured, and I, it's more than just the baby. Mm-hmm. I think it's she's grown up a lot in these past couple of years with this stardom she's been and everything. Forced to, of it's like no reason for her to go to. I probably somebody told her like, look, man, just put this out there. Like, she's a real, she's a real chick, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of growing going, up I've done yeah. over the years, I know, but I don't but know if I'm gonna like just the same take time, that she was like that. talking hella shit about right. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj was, was like could, could get it in every way. Yeah, she's going through her growing pains, man. So yeah. I, <laughs> I saw that. That was so entertaining. My yeah, mouth was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all the receipts. I, oh my all god! Of them. All I of saved them, them no, just I, in case. Yeah, like, like, you I, two I was put them all I, together for like, us. I put a, I, <laughs> on my Instagram story. I was like, I feel so weak right now for watching all these fucking videos. 
<laughs> like I watched every one of those mini videos. I couldn't every believe I wasted. I sat there, and I don't feel like I wasted my time. I, I, I was caught up completely. I enjoyed up. myself. Completely. All of all of my questions were answered. I was yeah. wondering. So yeah. um, homegirl cheated. She yeah. lying, and now she crying because she knows Cardi had already called out the homie. Yeah, things funny. are so, gonna go down. Why, I don't know why she put a text out there though. She put a text out there between her and Offset, and Offset was asking her Summer Bunny to uh, get a threesome cracking with her and Cuban Doll. Right. Like, so uh, I'm gonna be honest, with you, I don't know none of these motherfuckers. I mean, I, <laughs> I just want. I feel like y'all would be interested. Y'all know who they are, I guess. <laughs> I mean, y'all have read who all Cuban the stories. Doll is. Yeah, yeah. Who, who is that? You know, who she is. Mm-hmm. Tell us who Cuban Doll is. <laughs> You just go and look on Instagram. Okay, your yeah, ass don't know who no motherfucking Cuban doll is either. Yes, <laughs> you're gonna see the same kind of girl that the bunny girl is. Oh fuck, I forgot to bring this up. Hey, keep up the side. So, Tumblr. I look look at your face. He's so heartbroken. Listen, <laughs> it's not even a joke. Like. I- <laughs> Tumblr is getting rid of porn, y'all. Hey, bring the bike a little Tumblr closer. has Tumblr changed its ways. It's been like, okay, so not even to a couple of weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, I was dating somebody and he's a writer and he's like, yeah, I put a lot of my stuff up on Tumblr. And I'm like, you put a lot of your stuff up on, what you mean, like a porn site? And he's like, no. It's, so I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago that it's primarily for blogging purposes. Hey, I thought it was, it, it was. You don't have to talk. Like you sound completely. I thought it was. Yeah, you sound completely um, different when you talk. I, I thought it was primarily for porn, and um, and it was my go-to. You know, just my quick. You know, Nick. You know, just two minute, three minute. I was happy, but hey, this funny thing. Or is, you can have a whole story. You can have a whole production on Tumblr, and like, where are they going? Like, where are all those productions going? Are they going to go? I mean, I guess they was pulling from other porn sites, but it was concentrated. I didn't go to Tumblr for porn. No? Why, why are they shutting down? I don't know, but I do know this. The homie Big Rick, you just, the only time, this is the only time I knew anything was going on with Tumblr and like porn. He would send me like the oh, uh, gifts and shit. That how weird that gifts and like. It was some, it was some <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie, I probably whacked to a couple of them. Right. I probably masturbated to it. Right after your homeboy right? sent it to you, was like, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like you dirty motherfucker. Hold on, real quick. Let me look at that later. <laughs> Save. I do. <laughs> I do wonder what made them come to that. And I did decision, see an you know? article like today, or it might have been yesterday or today, where their site was almost crashed because of the amount of people going on there trying to download, save the videos, save the pictures, all of that stuff. So you're like, (laughs) really? Is it going to go to the dark web? Is it going to go? Where is all of that content going to go and why? Why is Tumblr getting rid of the content? Listen, there are plenty of other places to get your porn. I go on X videos. Uh I go on Pornhub. Look. Don't ask me what my search is. Listen, but it is. when you go to Pornhub, I use Joe's computer or keyboard. When you go to Pornhub, I use my phone. Porn. I am not about to get no virus on my computer. Why is it so convenient for a phone? Like nobody goes on. Anyway, look. When you go to Pornhub and you look up porn on there, like and specifically the the black porn, it's just not quality as much. Like it's hard to find. It's harder to find the quality than Tumblr's have right there in your face. Like it was concentrated. So Tumblr has better gay porn. It did for me. It does. Does it have better black porn? Yeah, particularly black porn. Like that's what I, you know, that's why I enjoyed about it, and um, I'm I'm gonna be missing that. I mean, I guess like I, I mean, 
I mean, I have to be real. I didn't. I've never searched for like gay, for gay porn. Yeah, gay porn on. Why not? Video I search for I, I search for straight porn. Why you? On? Well, you fucked a woman before too. Well, also, all I need is just the dick element to be there. So. <laughs> but <laughs> see, <laughs> move it on. It. See, I guess I would be missing out because that's, that's the one element I don't really care for. <laughs> No, you know what? Okay, I'm so gonna be. I'm actually gonna be honest. I'm. Like. I'm be honest with you. Like, I actually that is an element that's needed in it for me. Like, I because I have to picture myself as that person. Yeah, I heard like, that. I, so I'm just. I'm. They can't like, just be walking. I know, no, no, no. With the nah. story. Let, let me tell you all about me and porn. Do you like the story? Yes. See, listen. I have to have the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the story is very important to me. I cannot. This is the funny. It takes me a long time to find my right, the right porn video for me, mm-hmm. because if I click on it, I don't care how hot she is, whatever. If there's having sex like right away, like I nope. <laughs> Have you always been that way, or you feel like you matured into one in the story now? My life has happened. Like <laughs> so, my life has had stories that led to fucking. <gasps> So you want oh, the UPS so driver you, that knocks in the rain? Wow! So she got to open up. Yeah. Some of the, the stories door. in my life have been like pornos. I'm like, yo, did that yeah. really just happen? Right? Did right. I really just get that? Mm-hmm. And it was like, like, yeah, thing. it's like, <laughs> dude. So I, I can't, you know, I gotta have a story. Like the story is so important to me. Like I don't know, it doesn't even like I love like the masseuse shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> Finger slips in the holes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, it's cracking. <laughs> like, about the librarian. <clears throat> the cool. Lady. I like the teacher shit. Oh my god! Now I used to like that when I was yeah. in high school. They had um, not the, my me. teacher. Yeah, I'm like, who's the teacher? No, they. they <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a student. They had that website. Was it? It was like Lord. It, it was always a teacher and a student situation. They do have websites like that. Yeah, I, say, I remember them. Really? Have you guys checked out yeah. any fetish sites? Like, uh, or is it just well, to go there okay. I guess a fetish. fetish. No, no, no. I, I slipped I guess, upon some and slipped right back out. But, this was, is, but everything can be a fetish. Like, well, yeah, but like you milk have, is a like, fetish. Specific ones, like Stepmom fetish. Yeah. The fist and shit. Breast just, milk. Uh, cream pies. What is that? Cream pie is when. Nope. I don't want to. No, no, no. It's just nothing inside. And let, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. it's just nothing inside and letting the, the next uh, person. Letting it come out. Like letting it squeeze. Because it's a cream pie. Yeah. I mean, ain't nothing. Like, I don't like real. Like, I ain't. I ain't the freakiest freak. I don't like all that. Shit. Well, I really don't Joe, like watching. Talk about. And it. I do not like watching anal. I can't watch it. Okay. Because of my. Ex- <laughs> because okay. of because of okay. my like like that's what I'm saying. I'm not like the I'm not like the freakiest freak. I don't want to see. Why anal, that, and I why don't. Does anal and, make you the freakiest freak. No, because you, that means you're going further than just your normal. Vagina sex. That's why I'm not. I'm not saying normal. No, no, no. I'm not saying. No, I'm saying. No, I'm just saying my normal dick to vagina sex. Binary sex positions. Like, listen. So missionary. No, no, no. I'm okay with different sex positions. Rough missionary. I'm okay with different sex positions. I'm just saying. I don't look. I'm not gonna be like. Oh, let's throw it in the asshole today. Because of my experience with that, which which fucked up my. It traumatized me when I pulled out peanut butter. See, she was wrong for that. Yeah, no, she knew what she was doing. No, nah, we both we both were young and fucked up. We didn't know no better. It was just, oh, we fucked, so, so we were fucking so much. Like uh-huh. we didn't really go out. Like we we were like <laughs> we, like, we met we met on MySpace. She knew a friend of mine or something. We met on MySpace. Do you think MySpace became Craigslist personal ads? No, for oh, a while. I, I don't know. Shit, did MySpace become Tumblr? 
Anyways, I'm sorry. People on Tumblr. Yeah. Can you? You can. Yeah. You met somebody on Tumblr? No. Oh, okay. but the opportunity. But look, all right. Look, yeah, they, I met. They, they, they message you. Yeah. Listen, so. I met the girl on on MySpace, and we met. We went on a date. Fucked that day. Became boyfriend and girlfriend like the next day, and just fucked for like two months. What kind of date hmm. where you become boyfriend girlfriend the next day? What I don't know. We just I, was it look, brunch? Was it was probably one of my listen. It was probably no. It, <laughs> look, I didn't even do that back then. That was a long time ago. There wasn't no bottleless mimosas back then. Right. Look, it's probably a beach. <laughs> Look, my shit, my shit was always the same thing. It was Harbor Mist. No, 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 no. It was dinner, drinks, beach. Dinner, drink, beach. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Next day. No, I'm just saying. Like my shit was cute. Like if I show you the beach, you're gonna be yeah. like, "This shit is cute," uh-huh. and I know how to. Ain't nothing to do but talk. And I already, right. I'm gonna have a blanket. I always had a blanket. So I'll, you was fucking on the beach. Nah, we were making out at the beach, and then it was like, okay, let's just go, and we went home, and wanted to get it cracking. Okay. You know, I had to eat. You the, didn't kill the. I had to eat the. the vagi- nah, yeah, I went. I had to, had to eat that vagina yeah, first. You know, I had to go ahead and get it. Yeah, you, you got to do what you yeah. got to do sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, only a couple of times does that not work where I ate her out, and then she's like, no, it's I'm like, nice. huh? Some trash ass mouth. Nah, nah, it wasn't that. It was that they were like, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, they wasn't ready to get peened up. They wasn't ready to get peened up. They weren't ready. And sometimes I was happy because I was like rocked the whole time. And if I had thrown it in there, I would have been like 30 seconds. All right. We anyway, yeah. wait. What are we talking about, Cardi B? Wait, what are we talking about? Did we, we finish that? Tumblr, we went to Tumblr. Tumblr right? We were okay. <laughs> so Cardi B, she that's sad. Oh, we're on Tumblr. Tumblr yeah. That's sad. Yeah. And, um, it's like summary. This sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Tumblr. Fuck you. Mercury mm-hmm. retrograde. We don't need you. Move along. Mm-hmm. Stop taking our shit with you. Thank you. <laughs> Is you ready to jig? Jig what? Hello. My hands up. I my feet down low. And this way, I jig a lot. Right. Okay, what are we talking about? Oh, um Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh. Um, could you date a stripper? I could date. Actually, you know what? How long ago was she a stripper? Let's say she was a stripper nine months ago. Mm-hmm. That means it's still in her blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, your life ain't your life ain't different enough for me yet. Your life is not matured enough for me yet. What reasons would would you have to not want to date a stripper? Because I'm like, okay, why did you want to strip? What if she had like a game plan, like a business plan? I mean, How young is this motherfucker? Well, what if she was uh, diamond? I mean, yeah. All right, look. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. Look all right, like. all right, all right. I got, I got thirty. I, I could, okay, I could deal with it. Let me tell you what I would do though. All right, I really like you. Maybe falling in love with you. Let's move to South Carolina. <laughs> Let me take you completely out. Be, all right, she's gonna make I, some I money in South Carolina. Carolina. No, 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 no. No, when, no, my point is, we're moving away from an area where they know her as the yeah. stripper. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna live our lives outside. this. nobody has to be like, oh man, they go motherfucking. But uh, have you seen some strippers like in like every day, day to day? They be looking busted as hell sometimes, cause it's not until they put on all the stuff. No, but that's not what I'm. That's not the point. The point is, the homie here, the homie there, the homie there, or this dude here. They all got lab dances from this. So it's them mm, looking at her. I, okay. I'm sorry. 
I'm not that I'm not that mature. I'm not mature enough to deal with that kind of shit. No, Joe. <laughs> I'm like, I, mean, I don't know if it has to be mature. I know my um <laughs> my brother dated a stripper. Well, actually, did not dated it that his baby mama used to be a stripper. But uh-huh. she wow, that's more wasn't dated. She wasn't before. And then she did it for like maybe I want to say over a year, about a year or so. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking like, oh, I know a stripper that does it. And then just knowing the dynamic of who she is and then what she went to go do. And then it almost felt like pimperish, pimpy vibes in a way. Like in a sense where, of course, he wasn't forcing her to go do any of this shit. But it was just like. How much money you make today? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, he wasn't asking. He was asking just to be like. Really, that's how much y'all make it? Like, you know, it was yeah. not, he wasn't spending her money or shit. It was just like, he was intrigued, but it was just like, oh, okay. It was literally, it felt hey, like a job. Roland, yeah. could you date a stripper? No. Straight up, no. Please, no. No. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all. I, I don't want to tell you about my secret life, babe. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, like, as I've gotten older, I have, like, kind of chilled on all the restrictions I had for, like, women I've dated. Like, if you had asked me this years ago... I would say I would never date a stripper. Like, no mm-hmm. ifs, ands, or buts, no stripper, nothing. I would be like, yo, I couldn't date a chick who was considered a hoe back in the day. At this age, I'm like, when was your hoe, your hoe? Uh, when when was the period? Yeah, what, what, when <laughs> was that going on? What season? And I'm like, oh, shit happens, man. <laughs> shit, sex is fun. I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's like, because you get to a point where you're like, we all fuck. We all like, got we different all baggage fucking. that we like, bring in. I ain't no better than this person just because you didn't fuck all these years and now you like, huh, I spent so many years not getting dick. Mm-hmm. Like, and now you feel like you should have been because mm-hmm. now you're like 38, 40 trying to fuck. And you probably should have. And yeah. now you're going to get all these diseases from these young no, men. <laughs> please, Jesus, no. No, but you could have been having your fun, but you were so worried about what was cracking, mm-hmm. like what was going, what they were going to say about you. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, um, yeah, we're older. I could date you now. You, yeah, you fucked such and such and such and such, but that was like years ago. Mm-hmm. Unless I got video on you, I'm like, mm-hmm. I you can't know, be having that pop up. In the gay world, though, I don't know if I could date a stripper only because I feel like it's always so associated with like drug culture within uh, like. So you have a problem with that? I think I would, but not enough to say no. <laughs> like just to be like, um, oh, all right, but mm. you know, and. I also feel like I know a lot of people that fuck strip, like men strippers, you know, like that. that so, they, they, like, I feel like with women being strippers, it's not automatically associated with them being provocative a lot of times. But for men, I don't know. For gay men, I, they all seem to end up being hoes. But that's men. I don't know. I thought, <laughs> listen, like, yeah. I was told that all you gay guys are hoes. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe <laughs> that's probably why. You um, know? He said that's probably. <laughs> yeah. We're all hoes. Listen, I. All right. So, as far as dating, like, what are your, like, what's the word? What, like, criteria? Yeah, not Next. just criteria. Like, restrictions. What, what are your research? Like, what can't you do? Like, what wouldn't you deal with? Um, like, what do you I, mean? Give like, us an example. I, like, okay. Like, um, like, I can't date, like, all right. If you said I wouldn't, if I said I wouldn't date a woman with kids, mm-hmm. or I right. wouldn't date a woman that's been divorced, or something like that. I mean, I'm not saying that's me. I'm just giving examples. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. Maybe you said I wouldn't date a man that can't read. Damn. 
I, I probably would have. I'm going to need you to read out loud. I'm <laughs> testing somebody everybody. Said like, like, somebody <laughs> said, like, yo, if I date you, I'm going to need you to read out loud. Yo, <laughs> I'm need you to read out listen, loud. <laughs> it's so funny when motherfuckers are impressed by your reading. Like, I've read, I read before. Somebody say, damn, damn. you read good? It's like, <laughs> I read well. <laughs> I was like, I'm an adult. Because it's a thing nowadays. I don't think people have the same, uh, I don't know, love of education. <laughs> the way you didn't even the have to love that shit. I didn't love education. I just knew I had to read. Have and you I ever didn't wanna... dated somebody who texts you a full on text that you had to read at least three to four times to understand what the hell they meant? That... No, I've been lucky. Thank you, all the intelligence. I have, and that is definitely like no, just no. That shit turns me the off. Like, yeah, you like it's there with the AI. And it's also like I can tell the difference between you typing fast and you literally not knowing. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, like, there's a difference. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a difference. Like, and me, I hate when I fuck up. Like I'll sit. All I know. The, I'll, I'll sit, the all ostrich. I'm like the ostrich. Fix it. Because I need you to know. Yeah, I need yeah. you to know. Right. I know that I fucked mm-hmm. up. I think uh, also I can't live. I mean, I don't want to date anybody who just doesn't have some type of drive. Is what mm-hmm. I realize. Is like if you don't have something that you're passionate about, that I I I don't have control of how much I'm not going to be interested in you. Like because I need you to have something going on as much as I do, so you won't be in my face all the time. You know. I have a homeboy who said he didn't want to date somebody who was am, as ambitious as he was because then he felt like she wouldn't be able to support him the same way. So hmm. would you want to date somebody still on that mm-hmm. level or would you want to date someone that's more like, you You know, you're just passionate about teaching. You're passionate about whatever your profession is, but it's not like this ambitious drive if you're over here ambitiously driving. You know, and I can understand, uh, no, I don't agree with that, but I can understand where he's coming from because I did date someone, the thing that was the most attractive to him was that he was just as driven as I was in his own lane. He studies like classical music and stuff like that. And we, uh, yeah, and he, um, he's amazing guy and he, I realized <laughs> like, the Mozart and shit. Like, yeah, he recently just moved to London. Actually, fuck the, fuck the Ch- but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, he was like my first love, and he's probably actually listening. But um, <laughs> the thing, the thing that up, bro? that broke us up was our passions because it was like first we were young, but I couldn't knock him for being as devoted to his shit because. I wanted him to make me more of a priority, right? you know? And at the same time, Thirsty, it was like yeah. we had to be older, like mature enough to be to realize like this just isn't fair for both of us right now. You yeah. Know? So I remember I used to say I couldn't date a girl who didn't have a daddy. <laughs> There's a lot of guys out there. Yeah. No, listen. That is I, and, and really I, interesting. Listen, it's, yeah. every woman is not the same, so I, I don't feel that same way now, but... <laughs> I'm just trying to be PC. Relax. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I know you're not all the same. So I can't, I'm not going to say that I would never, but I did used to, I, I did feel that way because every girl I dated that didn't have a father in their life, a little, it wasn't the same. It wasn't, uh, they weren't mentally, I guess, prepared for, for the relationship. They weren't really, damn. Man, that is so intriguing. Um, I, I wish those girls can 
go and they didn't know how to treat they didn't, didn't know how to treat a to mate understand what they're missing you know mm-hmm. what i mean <laughs> like wow yeah that's it was a lot I, I really there's more to say about that but i'm fucking i can't think of it and i don't want to say nothing stupid yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah. talking my best not to say nothing stupid uh-huh. I, i'm um it was this guy that i'm dating who had like a, he has a two-parent home mm-hmm. and um when he found out that i like didn't he was like very sad for me and and i've run into that a couple of times and that was a surprise to me because I was like, I don't know what I was missing, mm-hmm. but it just kind of reiterate that I'm missing something that really is crucial because these people can't even imagine their lives without their dads, you know? Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever consciously seen it affect your dating relationships? Because um, you were raised by your mom or your dad? I was. I was raised by my mom. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, um, actually, I guess I'm about to know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know what I don't know. And what I have seen with guys who have been raised by their fathers, though, is mm-hmm. that they just seem to be very, um, they can just be like very decisive. Like they can make these decisions faster oh, than right. I can, I right. guess, or you know, or I have to be more conscious about being more or less indecisive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. That's something small. I don't know. No, no, no. That's a good question. So what? I had my daddy. What's, what's the worst box? date you ever had, Joe? I had my dad too. He crazy. Worst date, <laughs> yo. Oh my god, this girl I met on uh, was it Bumble? Yo, this motherfucker was crazy. <laughs> like it was, she was just talking. Like every conversation, we just couldn't. We argued on every fucking subject. Mm-hmm. Like, what was, I don't know what it was. We started talking about black owned businesses. She said, she was basically saying black people are stupid. I was, you oh, know how. Oh, no. She was black. She knew you. She, oh, she didn't know she me. Didn't know like that. Right. She did like, not know like, you. Man, <laughs> and look, after, after us, wait, we're going back and forth on every fucking issue, like everything. And I'm like, she's so ignorant. She was so ignorant. And guess what? My ass is still like, let's go eat. Oh, <laughs> and we went to go eat. And I don't know why I went to go eat with this girl. She had so much fucking makeup on, man. She was not looking cute, but she did have a big ass. And I was like, man, this is a big ass. And it, I, I like forgot that she wasn't looking cute. Right. Until the homie like saw me at the restaurant. And was like, Big Cheese saw me. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like the third time. It was like the third time he caught me at this oh, restaurant. No. I was like, why are you always here? I caught cheese on a date at a restaurant. I know. You told me about that. Like he caught me like, I'm like trying to make sure nobody saw me. I had my back to like where I was sitting. You couldn't see my face. He walked straight up. To, he's like, he like nah, he didn't walk up to us. He texted me or something. And he's like, like I see you, she weak. Oh I was like, let me tell you when my stupid ass. We go back and we're still arguing about everything, and I still tried to fuck. <laughs> I was, mean, it was oh. so stupid. It was so stupid. And this wasn't even like this is like years ago, but it still wasn't long enough ago where it makes sense. It may not be about. It may have been Tinder. I think it was Tinder. Mm-hmm. But and you we- swiped on her. She look good on the pictures. She's good on the picture, oh, full face, full of makeup. Right. I'm sure, right? Dude, but yeah, that was the like because I haven't because honestly, right. I could be like honestly, y'all look. I have I usually have really good dates. Like even if we don't go further than that date, mm-hmm. we had a good date. You had a good time. We may not have been compatible, but usually I had the date was good. 
because I am a good dater. Mm-hmm. Charisma. JoeDates.net. Go on it. You'll see my shit. I'm a good date. I know what I'm doing. I know. Anyways. Because I don't want to be dating. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was just sucked. She was whack. And I was still an idiot for trying to fuck after. And we got to, then we got to an argument when I was trying to fuck. I did. <laughs> she wanted. She did something. She's like, "Can you go give me some water or something like that?" I was like, "Yo, man, what the fuck? Who are you talking to like this?" I'm oh, out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Man, I just grabbed my." She was like, "Ew, you don't know how to talk I'm to people." Out and yeah, and, and, and I couldn't get out the out the building and shit. You couldn't even storm out because because the, the elevator you have to have a key to get out the motherfucker. The I was like. I was like, fuck, am I going to have to knock on this bitch's door to get out of here? So I knocked on the neighbor's door who I met earlier with her. I was like, yo, I got to get out of here, man. They're not answering the door. I was just lied. Like, they're not answering. Oh, no. Oh, I got you. I was like, dude. So, Miranda. Okay. Worst date. My husband is in the studio right now with us, you guys. So, babe, forgive me. Damn, my house is called the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Um. My worst date was this guy. My best friend's boyfriend at the time introduced me to him. I thought you were about to say you were dating your best friend. No. Ew. Um, (laughs) He and I had a conversation. This conversation was bomb. Like one of those conversations that go on for like hours and hours and hours on the phone. Like we were just talking. How old were you? uh, Probably 28. Yeah. Probably 28. Maybe 28, 29. And finally I was like, okay. Why don't we meet up for coffee? Oh my god! And so I was like, he was like, okay, cool. So we went to Starbucks up in Ladera, and I'll never forget. I called Tiffany right before I got out the car, and I was like, look, you got a good a hot thirty minutes. Call me; it's an emergency. I'll tell you whether or not I'm leaving. She was like, all right, cool. Get out the car. We sit down. We start talking. This had to be a completely different dude. Oh. Completely different dude, cause he was whack. <laughs> Completely whack. I was like, he whack. couldn't have no conversation. His personality, his personality was yeah, <laughs> was dead as hell. And the I said, so um, where did you go to college? I don't remember where the hell he went to college. And I had told him I mixed, you know, whatever. He said out of nowhere, I was in a club in college, a I hate white people club. And I was like, <laughs> out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And then my phone rings and I answer. And of course it's Tiffany. And she's like, what's that? I said, oh, really? Okay. Okay. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> and I left. I and when I got home, I told her, uh, of course, I told her on the phone. Then I told her boyfriend at the time. And he was like, what the fuck, Brandon? No, that can't. You said it was. I said, man, I don't know who the hell you set me up or who was on that phone, but it wasn't old boy that showed up. Hey, yo, the funniest shit is the way you got out of that. I did that before with your homeboy. Um, Uh I told him to call. I was like, bro, call me because I got to get out of this situation. I was like, call me and tell me like something's going on to act like sound, be loud and like I got to get the fuck up out of here. I was at my house. And the girl was like really trying to kick it. She wanted to take me out to dinner and we just fucked. I was like, I really want her to leave. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I really want her to get the fuck up out of here. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, I text him like, yo, call me, act like it's crazy. And he called. I was like, what? Oh, shit. 
Yo, I'm gonna get it right now. I went and grabbed my gun and shit, and a bag, and acting like I have to do some real shit. It was so. Extra. I really. I, it was so extra. I grabbed. I grabbed a gym bag, had my gun and all this shit. She like, was like, "Oh my god, you're a gangster!" I and, love it. and she was like, "She's like, oh, what happened?" She's like, "You need me?" I was like, "I'm like, nah, let me just roll and do this shit." I was like, "I'm gonna call." I was like, "I'm gonna call you when it's over." So she left. I left. I came back. I just went out, start watching TV. This bitch double backed on me. Wow. Shut the fuck up. And she rang the doorbell. I started sliding down the couch. <laughs> no. I just sliding down the couch. No. And just laying on the floor. And then I like crawled all the way to the She's living like, room. She's like, I know you're in there, you motherfucker. I crawled, dude, I crawled all the way to the living room and looked out the window. She was finally gone. And then I got so nervous, man. She like, was gone. I, I commend so, your commitment to spare these people feelings because I definitely told people this isn't working. I got to go by. Dude, yeah. um, I couldn't do that to after just fucking and shit. Like she yeah. was, it was a lot. Like she was, I remember she, she had a banana peel and she was rubbing it on dick. Was that the first time somebody did that for you? I was like, what? I was, I was like, why are we Well, that doing must this? be a thing. I was like, why are we doing <laughs> But Eddie, oh, so when I got to my car though, she had wrote a note <gasps> and she was like, wrote a note. she was like, I know you in there, you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she had her heat. Yo, her gym I don't know. I don't know what else she said because when I saw a nigga and she was Mexican, I was like, "This motherfucker just called me nigga." That's all. That's all. I was like, oh, "You ain't even black, and you called me nigga." Oh no! Nah. And then I was like, "Look, man." I wasn't even there, but don't be calling me no nigga. <laughs> oh, you did follow up. Yeah, I mean, I ended up like like a year and a half later. I ended up a fucking year again. and a half. You ran into her. I fucked her again. Like, I saw her on like Facebook or some shit. No, I wasn't that girl. I know. <laughs> she was black. She was. She was? Yeah, she was okay. black. What about you? What's your perfect date? What would be your perfect date? Because we didn't have some terrible. Yeah. Ones. Foremost, I need conversation. I need someone that's Absolutely. gonna like stimulate and just show some type of version of maturity where I can be like, oh, I can grow with this. Or and I don't know, like everybody I'm not trying to go on a date and always thinking of like marriage material, but I think a piece of me is always thinking of something that's like foregoing or a future. So like no, like I I I went on a date with somebody who had like a bunch of I guess illnesses and, oh. I, and I was just like or it just had been through things and I instantly thought of like how long are you going to live like I just <laughs> I need somebody that's going to be here like you're not even going to be here in 10 years I can't fucking are going to kill you or, yeah and okay, okay but but, but step by step day. like perfect date like I mean what do you like, I don't know this to me I I have a vision of like where I where I am on this date yeah. cuz I love water it is the it? beach. It is the beach, but it's the type of beach. Okay. The beach right. changes up. It ain't Hermosa. It ain't Redondo. All right. But it oh, is that's like twenty year old beach. Yeah. It ain't Marina Del Rey. It was like goddamn. Lake uh, that shit was a mo. I, I use Marina. I use Marina Del Rey Beach like it was a motel room. <laughs> okay. That's I why mean, they call hey. it Mother's Beach. You probably got some people pregnant out there. <laughs> they ain't called me. Mm. <laughs> A perfect date, though, I think it do need to start off with, like, I've never, like, been picked up. You know what I mean? Like, I usually am the one doing the picking up or... You never do... Pick, or with nobody with no call. Do you feel, like, or, creeped out? You're dating people with no <laughs> No. Am I? No, they had oh cars. 
They just they could at least Uber to you and like jump in the car, like, hey, I'm down here in the Uber, come through. Maybe they didn't have. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe they didn't have. Maybe cars. you're like daddy to them, so they be like, yo, you. Oh, you know what? Now that you bring that up, I think that is. Uh, I don't know. Are we playing gender roles? Like, why am I always? Is gender role always a thing with with you though? Is, is that always a thing in your relationships? Like, you know what I mean? I think it's nice to say that we all don't like gay men don't want those roles, but we put them on. We put those roles, and I hate the boxes. I hate the roles, but this is the game we're playing. Because you know? sometimes you want to be like the more like I guess the man in the relationship, and other times you want to be treated like the thing is. I don't is know that, what to say without I saying to people. I know. Without being, I, re- I, without I, I, I have to stop you, but. <laughs> No, because like, it, do it I was like, I was really, I was about to say, <laughs> treat it like a princess. I know how else to say this shit. I guess, yes, yeah, sometimes I would, but very, very rare would that happen just because I have a dominating presence or, mm-hmm. you know, so it's going to take, I don't know, man, man, to do that. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, that's too much. You know, like, <laughs> I, it's, I don't know. Like, sometimes it's hard to find the right balance for me. Do you take on the hunter role? Because I feel like I men do. are hunters. Like, I do you know? because so it's like, I hate misunderstandings and gray areas. And so I'm always like, I'm attracted to this person. I, I, I'm not going to wait because I, they're not going to have the com- the courage or the confidence to say something to me first so mm-hmm. and that does I, I i am frustrated with that but so if you could be spoiled oh, for a day it. yeah Yo, my finger just so somebody come and shit. pick me up <laughs> your fat finger ass <laughs> damn that hurt like a motherfucker she used to have the whole episode <laughs> with like your finger, finger on yeah. the mic <laughs> My finger stuck. <laughs> you over there panicking like shit. I used to get know. a penny stuck between my teeth back when I was a little kid. Like in the bottom of my teeth, I had a little gap. I used to put a penny right there. It just get stuck. This is a little gap. Yes. <laughs> okay, tell us. Sound like that would just feel yeah. really. Anyway, I, I guess my perfect day, it would be nice for me to get picked up. Yeah. Yes. I want to get picked up and not in a hoopty, you know? Right. And um, I want to go. We can go eat somewhere. But most you of all, to have planned the date? I want to be surprised. Yeah, there we go. Love yes. Surprises, and it's very rare that that ever happens in life. Period. So, yes, I, I think I, I want to be surprised, and I think what it would take for me to be surprised it, is if it is it for it to be for it to be a spontaneous thing that's not you know normal. So you know, dinner is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So, so something outside of the box, like something you like to do. Take me to a maybe. trampoline park, you know, like yeah. that'd be, but see, that's the thing. I will come up with that, you know, don't like. Me, don't take me to no motherfucking trampoline park. I'm trying to eat and drink and shit and look at cute shit. Okay. I'm not trying to. Look, that shit takes a lot of energy. That could be right. another day. You that ain't my perfect time. day. Okay. I'm sorry. We're that's over it. here trying to be I'm spoiled. Sorry. So they're. <laughs> Um, so enough about dates. Really? Let's get right. let's talk about Joe's hairline. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Actually, actually. Let's talk right. about this hairline. Actually, uh, this hairline. All right. All right. We got let's quickly go over let's quickly go over this. Let's talk about do rags. Let's quickly go over this because Oh, let's talk about all the do rags in the picture. All shit always comes back around because now yes. everybody's wearing the do rags. But we gotta quickly go over this because we gotta get to our guest and I know we have spent a lot of time on some other shit. But hairline, look, I, so I've been looking at these videos. Like, the homies, me and the homies are sending each other's DMs about this shit. 
in our group. And it was this dude was like creating magic. Because it's this is not hairline restoration. This is actually like a weave that they were putting yes. on these dudes. And I think it was in Atlanta. Like, dudes are getting whole new lives. Mm-hmm. Like, they went from looking like your struggling uncle that ain't never going to get no pussy again in his life yeah. to like your 26-year-old uncle took 20 years off his life. It's amazing. Did you see the comments on some of those videos? The girls, they're like, shit, number three, whoever that was, you hooked up with the fade. <laughs> My name yeah. is... Hello. I mean, yo, they don't what? have a man-weave group on Facebook. Nah, Remember but, like the beard Yo, group? but what if the women start tripping like, oh, I ain't fucking with no dude with no hair weave. Y'all like, say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do know somebody who's currently... Trying to break up with their girlfriend because but, he's because tired, he's tired she, of her lace fronts. Dude, she should have never got a lace front. That you don't do lace front. No, you never, right? No, I don't, don't like lace, lace front. Though. I don't know. I don't like them, but weaves are not bad. No, just, weaves and weaves. You got one right now, don't thing. you? No. It's <laughs> 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 true. <laughs> Why I look th- okay. okay? That looks good though. Thank Your you. weave look good. Oh, yeah, so does yours. <laughs> uh, I would get one. Look, my no, hairline ain't weave. ain't like licked like that. Like, look, is my hairline perfect like it used to be? No. Mm-mm. All right, it's probably gonna go away. Whatever. Hopefully, I'll be married by then. So just love me for me. <laughs> but if it does happen, I would actually maybe not do the hair weave. I would probably do it if you know if I had the chance to do it. But I, if I had the chips to do the hairline restoration. The mm-hmm. thirty racks or whatever, go to Turkey or some shit. To, like I would, get that hey, Sherman yo, get it's my really, shit. I mean, it's fascinating. What you say? <laughs> Look, I man, I'll do that shit. No, why? Listen, just let it go. Look, Maturity. Earlier, men earlier, age. this motherfucker said, "Don't do it because they using booty hair." <laughs> <laughs> Course. That is what they're feeling in their hairline. Is the I, inside? I booty told her hair. like. She's saying the booty crack booty hair is the hair they're putting on it. It hasn't been exposed to the air. It's soft. It's gotten exposed to shit. That's a science. It's gotten exposed to shit, though. Is that that what's making it grow? That's Mm -hmm. That's, uh, manure. That makes it laid. It lays (laughs) down easy. (laughs) All right, I'm done with this shit. I'm done with this shit. Let's get to the homie. She's here. I'm actually like, give you the mic. Okay. Actually, we gotta go back and forth. Yeah, let's share But, um, like I brought you on because you always got a lot going on and you're always so opinionated and interested and just like we've had so much fun here. Yes. And you're a close friend of mine. You're one of my favorite writers, even though I didn't yes. even read your book. Right. I, know. <laughs> I did buy it for my mama though. I bought it for myself too. Look. Joe but I just asked didn't me read to do it. Audible like 12 times. Oh yeah, my did. God. Like, just making it into audio? Yo, look, Audible is amazing. You can do so I much agree. shit. But, uh, yo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you from? I am, my name is Miranda. (laughs) I am born and raised here in L.A., right down the street. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am a West L.A. girl. Um, (laughs) Three times? Um, Oh, no, we're not doing that. I, uh, I'm from L.A. Let's talk about your upbringing, like, uh. I siblings. Um, I got five sisters. You got da- Do you have a daddy? I got a daddy. He's Yay awesome. for daddies. Her um, daddy is like super like black power. He with is. a kofi and know, a white wife. And a white wife. Yeah, I was gonna say. Just throw it, throw my mama That's up in hilarious. there. 
Um, no, I had a really awesome, I mean, upbringing. I mean, my sisters are hella dope. You know, we run the streets together still to this day. All of them. I mean, they range from older to uh, Jessica. And then, uh, <laughs> um, and my mom and dad live here. My mom lives, be- we grew up between here and the Bay. And so we b- were exposed to two different, you know, lives and lifestyles. And oh, definitely two different lifestyles. Yeah, especially in the 90s and 80s or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I'm just like a lover of art, a lover of writing, music, movies, art. It's all over my house, um, all of that. So what got you leaning towards writing? I have written since probably they gave me a pencil. Yeah. Um, when I was young, I wrote a whole story about this, too, for a writing program that I was in. Uh, my mom used to tell me that I was lying all the time. <laughs> and I think it was just a way for you. I mean, a way that there's a thing that your parents don't understand when you're young, when you're trying to just fit into certain things into your mind, into your imagination, just to understand them. Writers create stories around them to yeah. deal with them. And um yeah. I mean, I'm not saying my upbringing was perfect. So there were things that I fit and I crafted stories around to be able to deal with them. Yeah. And um, I've always been a love of the of mystery. Um, like Wizard of Oz is one of my favorite books. Like, you know, you just disappear. Mm-hmm. Nigga. You know, like, <laughs> somebody was looking for you. <laughs> um, then you just come back home after some little guy brings you back. That's kind of strange, right? Yeah, well, y'all ain't got to explain it too hard. <laughs> exactly. Scooby-Doo was one of my favorites. It's ta- taught you monsters are real life people. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, so writing for me has always been a way to take this secretly dark side of mine mm-hmm. um, outside of my brain and put it on paper. Give it um, an outlet, you know. Right I needed time. it. When did you know you were good? Like, did somebody say, who, was, it a, was there a person or people who, told, who made you feel like, oh, I should do more? Okay, yeah. this is not just something I just do because, you know, for the fun. Or, you know how people just read books just because they like reading yeah. books or just writing because, like, you can go further with it. Um, like further as far as where I'm at now, no, 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 or yeah. back even okay. back then. Um, in fourth grade, I had this teacher. Um, I went to Carthay Elementary, and uh, her name was Miss Morris, and she gave me like an opportunity to do like some extra credit work. I don't know why I needed extra credit work. I was actually really good in school. Um, <laughs> and I came up with this whole space story. And she was like, this is good. And I drew out these things for it. And had like, I had a a whole storyboard. And it was right before the um, Martin Luther King, what do you call it? They used to be assemblies. And she was like, well, Miranda, do you want to write like the Martin Luther King assembly? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Then I went home and my dad was like, don't be signing me up for shit. <laughs> and, <Black power>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my dad had to create like the bus that Rosa Parks was on and all of this stuff. And I had scripts and of course, you know Wait, he, still, he paints or he um draws. And it's weird. My dad has all these like super hidden talents that you would be like, What the hell? But anytime he needed one of us to come through. I mean, to come through for one of us, he did. And so he was drawing on that big butcher paper. You remember that you ripped off yes. the thing? The roll? Yeah. He's drawing stuff. So yeah. yeah. And um, I wrote, like I said, I wrote these scripts. And it was my sixth grade. Um, so that went off. And everybody was like, oh, this was great. You know, and I'm getting... <laughs> and then me and my sisters would have plays. And they would all write scripts. And we would do it. And then 
sixth grade uh, at our school, the biggest thing was the sixth grade play. Mm-hmm. And uh, my teacher, her name was Miss Rodich, and she uh, she picked me for Peter Pan. And I got to be Peter Pan, and I was so excited. But then I realized, like, this story that had been written 100 million whatever years ago, in my mind, um, was still being, like, lived on in that day. And I was like, well, how do I get to do that? You know, how do I get to write these stories? And I started... My uncle had a Macintosh computer, and I just wanted to waste his paper and his time. And I would just write these stories and write these stories, and my dad would read them, and then my aunts would read them, and my uncles would read them, and people would read them. And, you know, one of my older sisters, Odessa, I wrote this one story. I'll never forget it. It was called The Promise, and it got to, like, a certain page length, and I just let go of the idea. I was like, I'm tired of writing about this. And she told me, I will never again read your stuff until it's finished. Because Mm. she was so destroyed by the fact that she's not going to know what happened. You know, those shows that end and never come back. Um, So, yeah. So that's when I realized, like, my stories are really good. Mm. It's just a matter of giving them my all. And I wasn't willing to do that because I think... you fear in any art form that somebody's not going to like that it. vulnerability. Gonna, yeah. Oh, it's deep. It runs deep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm one of those people, I'm positive. I go for it. I fail and get up. Mm-hmm. I'm resilient. I can do all of those things. But when people talk about my writing, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it takes like a little jab to my heart. And I, mm-hmm. I want this funny art because I do, like we're going to get to the book that you wrote, but I was uh, on Amazon and I was reading some of the comments. I was like, damn, they yeah. were... It was some mean comments on there. Like, it wasn't even, like, cr- constructive criticism for a couple of them. It was just like, I hate this. It's stupid. Right. I was like, damn. How, like, how did that... Like, you talk about the, the criticism and... That was probably the most shocking part of putting the book out because right... When, when I put the book out, I got all of these accolades. And, then, you know, people were writing articles and people were a- asking me questions. And I was on the the radio and all of these things, all of these positive things. And then um, I went to Goodreads, which Goodreads is like a, almost like a reviewing house. Mm -hmm. And I got some good reviews or whatever, but then you have these people that are so diehard on the way outlines are supposed Uh to be in. You know, don't ever make a spelling mistake how, you know, we were talking about like you asterisk and fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, they never, it was like never let up. And I remember reading the first bad review and I called my sister and I was like, oh my God, my book sucks. I'm just going to take it down today. And she was like... Are you really crying? No. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to take it down. And she was like... You have literally sold a thousand copies out of your house. Out of your house. Yeah, and she was like, "You're re- worried about some one ass person in the middle Midwest." That's <laughs> <laughs> a hillbilly ass, nutbuck ass town. So, but yeah, like out of your house. Out of your house. So okay. Yeah. Elementary school, junior high. Like, where does it does it get bigger in high school? And then do you decide to go to to take up writing in college? Um, in high school, I didn't write and probably because of all the high school things that people just go through, but I, I wasn't, penises? A, oh, no, <laughs> I'm like, what? No. <laughs> just being a high school person. Mm-hmm. Um, but in college, you know, what? <laughs> please don't high school penis. No, oh no, like, the baby. <laughs> right. Um, 
Uh, it was in college. Um, in college, I had this really great um, African-American speech class, and um, I can't remember my, my uh, teacher's name, but he asked me to write a story about the John Henry Clark yeah, John Henry Clark. Yeah, right. he asked me to write Amazing a story, make a um, a story about a certain chapter in there, and I wrote it. And he was like, "Miranda, this is amazing," and it felt good to write again. So yeah. I yo, and if y'all don't know, if y'all don't know who John Henry Clark is, just please just start googling, go on YouTube, watch him. Just go on YouTube so you can hear him speak, and his knowledge is incredible. Yes. Uh, he's a real, he's like a legit master teacher. He so, so well read. It's crazy. Go ahead. Yes, <laughs> he, he absolutely is. And um, uh, from that point on, I started to, um, I wanted to write plays. And I started to write a play called Seven Perspectives. And it was seven perspectives of e each word. So if I said love, it would be your perspective of love, your perspective, you know, whoever's. Yeah, it was. And so it was really, um, it was really great. And it's still in a binder somewhere, but I didn't want, I wasn't comfortable with who I was maturity wise um, to, to give my all to it. Um, so from that point on, I just wrote all the time. And at one point I was, I worked for a major studio and I was writing all the time. Um, there, but um, I found out like anything that I wrote there, they owned because I was on the lot. So I was like, oh, I'm not writing no more shit. No. <laughs> but was that what was your job at this studio? I worked in HR. So, but it doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'm saying right. so. You weren't working. Yeah. I was working. <laughs> Listen, I was working. This was this was my way to tell the stories that I experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it wasn't until what two years, three years ago. Well, 2014, so 2012, I started writing Caitlin. Caitlin is my first book. Um, and I sat down and I had an idea for another book. But um, this story just came to me and it like flushed out. And then like, I want to say the end of 2013, I had had beta readers, which are people that are just out in the world, read it. And they thought it was good. Um, they gave me changes. And then I said, I'm I'm not going to do this. I was like, I can't do it. I put the book down and I put it in my little shelf for like two months. And then a good friend of mine called me and sounded just like my sister and was like, so what happened at the end? Like, are we going to get the last pages? She was a reader. And she's like, are we going to be able to read the last pages? And I was like, oh, I really haven't picked it up. And, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, and she was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote the book real fast, the end, and here I am today. And you say it came to you, uh, the story. Did it, it, did it come to you in the span of years or something that you had always been developing for like so long? Or did it really just... It really just came to me. And wow. I write stories like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it literally plays off of something um, that I just have this either this deep passion for one of my deepest passions in the world or in my life is um missing children mm. um i don't understand it and i don't it's something you can't wrap your brain around i do have a daughter but it's just something that i've never understood how could you go missing and never be seen again right yeah. i mean obviously we know all the little things around it so Caitlin is about a girl who isn't missing, but her life is something that you something completely different that she lived mm -hmm. based on 
something that happened in her life, right? Uh-huh. She, a missing part of her life. Um, and uh, that has led me to where I'm at right now um, with a show that I've written called They're Missing. Mm-hmm. And it's about black and brown children that are missing. There's over 264,000 cases just last year of just us as kids missing. Um, and that speaks to my heart. It speaks to my like soul. And um, I've entered a number of different contests. I've gotten to the second and third rounds. Um, and it hasn't made it all the way. But I also think it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Can we talk about those contests, too? The contest. Um, for I did uh, Color Creative with Issa Rae and uh, her production company. And right now, I am um, in the running for Lena Waithe's with um, Eva Longoria, mm-hmm. and um, it's also sitting on someone else's desk um, that I won't mention just because, you know, right. fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But um, inside of that, I had to step back and learn how to write scripts. Uh-huh. That is a completely different world. Yeah. That is That's a like completely different school. world. That's what mm-hmm. scares me. Yeah. It should scare you because I know we have an idea that we're supposed to be working yeah. on. <laughs> but um, you have to... You have to meet the right people who are willing to train you in that thought process Mm -hmm. because it is all show, don't tell, Mm -hmm. right? And so one of the things that I've learned the most going through this one year of just trying to figure stuff out is show, don't tell, show, don't tell. So now even when I'm telling stories to people, I'm always trying to show them the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had the opportunity to work with some like amazingly awesome people. Um, I sat in uh, Bentley Evans uh, writer's room for a while. Um, and you know, he's and done Martin. Okay. He wrote Martin, the mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx show. Um, and yep. now he has family time. That's Almond Brown. Yeah. That's the one who Almond says that. <laughs> <laughs> Bentley has taught me so much, so much, so much. Um, just to learn, like, no, do this, or, you know, why is that happening? How to push the story forward, all mm-hmm. of those things. Um, and you literally get these pearls of wisdom that he's dropping all, all, all day, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. just, like, trying to soak them up. Um, and I've uh, recently been working with Niall Evans, um, and he is the executive producer for Wild and Out, yeah. and um, just learning from him. And then uh, uh, there is... Um, We've attended a number of different like Issa Rae events and Amy Anyobi and all of them and just hearing what they went through. Yeah. Just hearing it's the same blueprints yeah, for the most part. Exactly. Yeah. And the unfortunate part about it is a lot of people don't talk about the middle. Mm-hmm. And the middle ground is where you learn the most. And it's also where you learn that creating your own table, as you guys have done, you know, right here. Creating your own table is the most important thing. I don't have to wait for somebody else. You guys got cameras right here. I could tell you tomorrow, hey, let's shoot this. This is my script. Let's go forward and somebody will pick up the content. Mm -hmm. We're in that world right now where people are constantly searching for great content that's not been repurposed from somewhere else. Oversaturated. Yeah, Yeah, and we have untapped stories because the 90s, but the 90s, generation is a generation of people who grew up in the middle of all of these things That's happening. That's how I always and, felt. Exactly. And yeah. they have this all these stories. All these motherfucking influences. Yeah. Yeah. I think about like like our time like our time growing up like in the nineties, like being from LA, one influence, of course, like our, the everyday gang shit everyday that gang didn't gang. seem like such a big deal to us. Mm-hmm. 
But it was such a big deal. Yes. Like, it was culture. Yes. Like, you had to understand this shit from street to street. Right. Or else you're getting your ass kicked or you're running somewhere or you're getting shot. Like, you had to think about that. And then at the same time, we had some of the best sitcoms teaching us something else. Like, we're like, oh, we can go to college, different world with all black people. And it's really different for us being in L.A. because we don't get all black all the time. Right. Because it's very, like, there's very few communities in LA that are like all black. Mm-hmm. So you saw these colleges with all these black people and then you saw black families like with money kicking it together. Mm-hmm. Like you knew black kids who had money, but it was always mixed with the poor exactly. kids too. Right. Yeah. So then you're like, <laughs> oh, they all got money? <laughs> they all doctors and lawyers and professors and like all this shit. Like that's crazy. That's weird. Yep. Like, and then you had like Teen Summit. Yes. Like we got a little bit of all this shit and it created us and we're not, we haven't really discussed any of this shit. This no. shit has not been put out. No, it's not being put out. And then you have to, the other factor that is the underlying base for all of that is you have to think about the knowledge transfer within this um, this generation. So we went from the analog. You had encyclopedias. Right. You went to the library. You researched. You talked to old people. And you found out real information. Ooh, I hate them motherfucking encyclopedias. <laughs> anytime, anytime I ask my mama a motherfucking question, like... Go get the encyclopedia and look yes. it up. <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System was a real thing, and oh I'm sure libra- uh, librarians yeah. are loving it. The fact that we, you know, we were the last generation that had to do that. Mm-hmm. Then now you have, you have a whole generation of people who know so much but want to learn more, and we have Google now. Mm-hmm. Do not try to debate anybody from the '90s on anything because we will go research it the right way. <laughs> we may give you some bullshit ass bogus stuff because you know there is a lot of fake news out there. Listen, there is. Listen. We read some fake news earlier. We we did oh shit, we didn't even talk about that. But I <laughs> if I don't think you're a researcher, if I don't yeah. think you're gonna go further for some for the real truth, mm-hmm. I will give you some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like they ain't gonna look this up. Right. My first question I'll do that to is, my where you hear that from? Right. <laughs> where you hear that from? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. You will. <laughs> where you hear that from? I, I, like I used to try to do that with my nephew, but it don't work with him. No. He'll be like, "Oh, okay," and then come back like a day later, like, "Man, like you liar! <laughs> I am the worst person in the world with uh, song lyrics, and my friends will bust me out. They will be like, Miranda, you lied. That's not what it said.' It's two of y'all. See, <laughs> we're best friends. Um, the funniest thing is, people are really, really, almost." shocked when they ask me a lot like Miranda how do you know that and I am constantly reading like constantly mm-hmm. my husband would be like what are you doing you playing a game on the couch and I'm like um I'm reading the news I feel like such an asshole when I say that because I feel like if I don't read enough if I don't you know download enough during mm-hmm. the day then I'm kind of like behind I'm mm-hmm. behind I'm yeah. behind and so I'm constantly reading the one thing that I do find though is that um my love of actually enjoying books has changed because now I'm into documentaries. I'm reading about like history things. Um, Look, segue into my next project is um, this project that I want to write called culture. And it's about black influence in cults. People have forgotten um, a lot of it, you know. There is, there were six hundred <laughs> black women that died in Jim Jones, oh, and my, people my don't mom's... talk about that. And there were, there, you know, the Nike situation. There were black people there, like mm-hmm. what? And we don't, we tend to not think of 
religion, which we won't go off on those, as cultish situations. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. we have participated in these things over the years, and people have forgotten. Jim Jones was damn near all black. Yeah. My mom's uh, best friend, her, uh, she lost her whole family, basically. Like out in us, from they're all from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She lost them and her whole family. What was that one where you have to, um, what they call the Masons, or you know, when you do the handshake and they do the little uh, thumb in the ball of your. Um, oh, it is the Masons, isn't it? Is it called the Masons? Look, man, like, I don't discuss. I don't discuss Masons. That's not a cult. It's not but a cult. It's no, not, it's a it's secret. A it's a secret it's society. A society. Secret, we can't talk a, about it then. Huh? I don't know nothing about it. They scare me. People. The, yeah. okay. I, have, I had an uncle who was amazing. I had a cousin, uncle. There's a lot of them, like everyday people who you and talk they, to. And you randomly get a randomly get a handshake. And they won't handshake you like that. Mm-mm. You remember that security guard did that at the job? At the job, and I was like, <laughs> he's not there anymore. Nah, I, I think he was just rubbing your hand. I think he was just trying to. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just trying to rub your hand. <laughs> but no, the Jim Jones thing, man. It's funny because you you know you bring up the cult and black folks. It makes me think like. It makes sense mm-hmm. because we are a people looking for a better day. Yeah. Right. Like, we're like, Always. okay, we may not get it here, but this is showing me that if I believe in this, a better day is on the way. Mm-hmm. Right. And that made it so easy for them to drink the juice. Well, yes, it definitely did. It definitely did. And you think about um, the way that black people have been successful over time, right? We had to stick together. And in those sticking togethers, you created um, societies. And so like even Michelle Obama talked about Jack and Jill. She wasn't exposed to that until she went to high school. Um, And those things were debutante balls and Mm -hmm. all of those things. But what did it come with on the back end, right? You know, what what did you have to do to to participate in certain societies that people don't necessarily look at? Waco, Texas has a black population. Well, Waco went up in flames, right? Mm-hmm. Do they ever talk about black people that were there? No. Did Jim Jones' movie ever have a black person in it? Yeah. No. It, I, didn't it? I, don't I saw the documentary, though, movie. and it was all black. Right. I didn't I didn't see a but movie, but movie. I, I didn't see the movie. <laughs> exactly. That's so crazy that it, it was, like, mostly black. Right, because it was Southern. Well, no, it wasn't. The Jim Jones thing wasn't Southern. Well, meaning he recruited people from the South. But a lot of those people were just from Oakland and San Francisco. Right. They're all from, they're just from the Bay Area. And he, well, he he gave them that feeling of a Southern church that right. they were southern used term. to. Yeah. Right. They're like, you know, it was pretty much just like your Baptist church coming in here and dancing. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw what they were doing in that, like he said, they used to like make the women get naked and whoop them if they needed discipline. Like, yeah, it was. Or I think one of them said one of the dudes got fucked. I in, don't know. One, no, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. No, I think the, I think one of the documentaries said they fucked the dude in front of everybody at the church. What? Oh, yeah. I did hear that, but okay. I just didn't know if it was true. Well, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and the biggest thing, I mean, and the and the biggest introduction of that lately or into the news is the Centralese, right? And the reason why they are afraid of um, outsiders is because of someone coming in there and doing weird shit to them. And then they had to basically escape from that, save, and then they were like, nobody else is ever coming back in. So those little things. Right. Well, obviously health. Yeah. They can't even come in contact with somebody else. They would, like their whole, all their people would die. Right. And so you look at 
those situations and you do the research and you figure out the fact that we could still actually have a whole society, right, of people who have never been exposed to the things that we've been exposed to. How weird is that, right? Mm -hmm. As long as we've been around. Mm -hmm. crazy. Right. So they are dinosaurs in this world. So, if you think about I, it, I know, right? I, I, They've I, never had a cold. Ooh, or I, whatever their version of a cold is, we don't know. I I couldn't stop like finding stuff to read about them. Mm -hmm. Like it was so interesting. And I, I it wasn't my first time trying to look up information on a society like that. Mm -hmm. Cuz I remember when they flew over the Amazon in Brazil and the people there put on their war paint and got their spears and they were trying to throw them at the helicopters right. or the planes because they're like what the hell is this? Right. And now there's a law like you know, we got to stay out of these areas. Right. Let them let. And it's so surprising that these people, that the government is actually saying, like, stay away from Yeah, people. like... Because y'all, when do y'all start caring about people? I, know. I actually think they're afraid. When you mm -hmm. aren't exposed to something, how can you... There is the reason why they're afraid of us a lot of times. And you're right? also going to look like legit pieces of shit to everyone really for going over not, who is not yeah, doing not shit to you. in that way. Right. You know? They over there fucking with your little bread, bro. They got their <laughs> stuff because you crashed. Don't come over <laughs> on the island. Leave them alone. And I still don't. I still don't understand the forcing of religion on people. Like that dude went over there to push religion on some folks. He met I, Jesus before then. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, I, I do want to ask, like, how did you get into the stuff that you're doing now? Because I mean, I'm your, I you're a friend of mine. I've seen. I don't even know because I watched your Instagram one day mm -hmm. and. Next thing you know, you're in writing rooms and shit. I'm like, what? Is, did she, did she <laughs> Where was the meadow ground? I'm like, you quit? You quit your job and shit? Where, what the fuck are you doing? I honestly had to take a chance on myself. That's and um, it came down to I wanted to write. I wanted to write stories, and I wanted to write stories that were told. And when I entered the Issa Rae Color Creative contest, it was my first. Um, my first try at writing a script and um, I did it all wrong and I still got chosen, you know, to go to the second round. But um, the biggest thing was I know I tell good stories. Mm -hmm, for sure. I know I do. I know I'm good at what I do. Now, is there a art to the craft? Absolutely. Am I responsible for learning that art and learning that those rules and all of that? Absolutely. And so I had no choice, but I'm not going to pretend like I don't know a lot of people in this world, right? I know a lot of people, but I'm not going to go uh, begging anybody to give me a chance unless I'm willing to do the work, um, right? Yeah. And so that's what I did. I had to do the work. I had to learn. I had to read a lot. I had to try a lot. I had to fail a lot. I had to ask a lot. I had to step outside of my pride and do things that I wouldn't normally do just to get to where I am, but... um I was lucky that I, you know, obviously I have a supportive husband, I have a supportive family, and I also have like a team of people who are just like rooting for me. They're seriously rooting for me like, oh my God, we want to see you, we want to see you win. I have to say, you do. Like, I always tell people, if you have a problem with Miranda, something's wrong with you. <laughs> like straight up, if you have issues with her, there is something wrong with you. Cause if you have issues with me, I get it. Right. <laughs> like I get it. I ain't. I can be a piece of shit at times. I'm not the nicest, but you 
you always inviting and hey what what do you what's what do you need? You need something to drink? Like meet everybody. Hey, this is such and such. Like we ain't shit, just kick it. <laughs> like for real, you make everybody feel at home. Like you so you deserve all the positive energy that's coming your way. And um also, you know, you brought up your your husband. Uh, I want you to bring up this sweatshirt. My husband has a sweatshirt and t-shirt line and everything else called uh, Black Nomad, and it's about, um, it's basically about black people who travel, and you know, there is no one home for us, oops, sorry, there is no one home for us, we get to travel the world, we get to live around the world, we've created the world, we set the trends in the world, so um, that's what his uh, company promotes. We jumping on planes in this bed. So where we find it though, it's a... Oh, What's it's on um, Etsy, and it's Black Nomad, B-L-C-K-N-O-M-A-D. Mm-hmm. And you can find it on Instagram, Etsy, Shopify, something how long, how long? How long you been married? I've been married for, um, babe, how long have we been married? Dang, son. Nine months, ten, seven months, eight months, nine oh God, months. Y'all like the, the wedding was The wedding was so much fun. And how long y'all been knowing each other? We've known each other since 1988. Damn, 98, 88, baby. Yeah, he was my crush. He he used to buy me orange juice all the time. That's probably why I don't drink orange juice anymore. But um, I need I need people to hear this story. This is a cool story. <laughs> um, he was my he was my like really good best friend in elementary school, and then uh, in fifth grade he moved away to Marino Valley. And I never saw him again for 30 years. Damn. 30 years. And uh, he took a chance on Facebook and hit me up. I didn't know who he was. I was like, I don't know him. He said, right. <laughs> like, mm-mm. Um, and then, so he sent me a message. Like, hey, just going to ignore my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was in the middle of, like, some craziness in my life. So... Um, we started just talking as friends, you know, and it just instantly hit like, like as if I had seen him yesterday. No, no time was missed. Um, and the funniest thing is when we finally went out to dinner, it was just dinner. Hey, let's have dinner. Um, he said to himself, uh, if she's anything like she was back in the day, you know, it's on a cracking. And I'm thinking like, is he short? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, motherfuckers do stop growing and shit. shit <laughs> um, but the funniest thing is we were on the phone for like the minute he uh the minute he Facebooked me to the minute we had dinner, we stayed on the phone talking, catching up, laughing, blah, blah, blah. And then uh we got married in a secret wedding that 200 people showed up to. <laughs> <laughs> And we got lit. I knew that shit was a wedding. No, you didn't. I did. I promise you. I was like, yo, they get married, huh? As soon as I was, I was like, it's a wedding. They're like, shut up, Joe. You still have fun. That's oh, so for sure. dope. So for they sure. took guests came. So guests We thought it was an engagement party. I was like, was an and I was like, who party. throws an engagement party like this? This is extra. <laughs> It's awesome. Yes, up. it was awesome. Nah, man, this is it's so beautiful. And it's so like they, they were clowning me the other day because um there was a post with them two on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And she's just looking at him. And I was like, yo, man. And I was, I was just a little emotional when I made the comment. I was just saying, like, yo, I believe in your love, man. This is some real shit. Like, and it is. Like, it's not, like, everybody can see it. 
It's okay. not no. But well, that was meth for you. For that to be brought yeah. back into your life dude. thirty yeah. years dude. later. And Roland is such a good dude. Like, cause I've met a lot of people's like spouses. I'm like, this shit ain't gonna last. <laughs> like this motherfucker is not gonna. Yeah, dude. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? You know this is not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Like he's a piece of shit. Like you, literally, they get married, and an hour later, you see him like shooting shots at a at a chick at the wedding. I'm like, oh this motherfucker trying to holler at somebody right now? Dang right. man, this is what is, and that kind of puts like that's crazy. Or or the wife started giving you the eye. You like this motherfucker just got married. What is she looking over here for? She got to shoot that shot sometime. Man, this is crazy, man. Um, shoot, man. Is there any other questions we want to get? I don't know. I'm just fascinated. I'm just nah, in this awe is, over here. Like, I'm so excited. Like, all right. Yeah. As, like, what's up right now? Like, what's up, like, next for you? Next is I, I mean, for 2019, I want to shoot some of my content. Um, and uh, one of the biggest things that I do want to do is I work with, um, I have a writing partner. Um, her name is Kyra Talese, and she and I have created some projects together that people have asked us to do, and then we also have some stuff that we've done together, and uh, we plan to produce it and start just rocking the world with it, and I mean, you know, we even have an idea that we're working on that hopefully blows up, especially because we have a... A awesome ass story to tell. So, yeah, and you're trying to get more into like just uh, story film, television. Yeah, film, story. television. Um, I've written documentary treatments. Oh, you know, all of those things. But I, um, my second hand that I would love to do that I didn't even know I had an interest in is directing. Yes. Um, um usually, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Writers. directing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing even takes a lot of direction. It does. So, uh, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to rock this shit till I can. Man, I'm so excited for everything you got going on, man. Hey, before we go, I do want to give a shout out to my boy Marcus, man. He uh, has a new podcast called Hold Up, We Need to Talk. And you can go uh, there, follow him on Instagram, Hold Up, We Need to Talk. It's spelled exactly the way. It's supposed to be spelled. So, and they're on uh, SoundCloud right now. Uh, if you go to the Instagram, you can click on the link. I'm not sure if they're on, on iTunes yet, but um, they're definitely on SoundCloud. He's always been showing mad love, so I got to show it back. And it's actually a really good podcast. And follow me on, on Instagram. It's I am underscore Miranda Bowden. And all that information will be on the YouTube series and um, some of the other things we've been talking about today. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I ain't got nothing else. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Uh, that was, glad to be here. That nourished my soul. Yeah, I feel good after that. I know something I want to talk about, but I don't even remember. Nah, that's a lot. That's a heavy one. Okay. So we're going to have to say like, that. will be another fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. And they are, this is already longer than a motherfucker. Right. But it's quality. It's some good shit, man. I was rolling over here like, okay, wrap this shit up. I am sleepy. <laughs> this shit, what time is it? It's 8.45. It's my motherfucking bedtime. I go to sleep around here. I've been sleeping 8 o'clock. Look, three, two days this week, I've been asleep by 8 o'clock. Man, I've been up at 4.30 getting this workout in. The pec, the, the pectacles is looking right. The pectacles. 
Shit, they setting up. Thank you so much for having us. For sure, thank you. You're the shit. Nah, we appreciate it. Helped us out. Oh my god, you're a star. Appreciate it. You're a star. star. Yes. Look, the support is real, man. I love it, man. We're having so much fun, and we're we're our continuity, man. It's coming together, man. I feel it. Mm -hmm. You feel it, D? Yeah. If you need any film needs or any type of um, social media guidance, hi underscore Kimberly. That's what it is, right, girl. All right, girl. I thought he was about to give his own. I was like, I was like, is he really like patting stuff on the back like this? Like, you okay? We can <laughs> say that for next episode. All right, man. All right, shit. Well, that's it. Holla, holla.